podcast. I'm your host, Majori, and today's special guest is Carolyn Clark, who goes by Caro. She is an artist based in Santa Barbara, California, a mother of two small children, and it was always her dream to create and illustrate her own tarot deck. And she did just that and created Tarot by Caro. I have this deck. It's amazing. I love it so much, and I'm so excited that I'm able to have Carol on to talk all about the design and creative process of her fabulous tarot deck. So enjoy your conversation. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I saw over the weekend that you had a birthday. Um, oh, yes, Virgo. <laughs> so, Virgo. Um, you're actually my first Virgo guest, so oh. I think that's really cool. <laughs> That's interesting because you would think that a lot of Virgos would want to design their own tarot deck because it's a lot of like organization. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet like a lot of like labor of love and like all the mm-hmm. details. And that's definitely a task for a Virgo or someone who has like a lot of earth in their chart. I definitely identify as an earth sign and um, this world is new to me, but I'm slowly learning. Slowly but surely. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Yes. Um, what do you think is the best uh, aspect about being a Virgo? I think I like that I do, I do have attention for detail. And I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not extremely organized, but when I do have a passion or I'm, I'm really into something like art, I, I'll be hyper-focused on it. And um, so I'm appreciative of that. I'm someone who, once I get an idea in my head, I'm very like, I drive it through to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm finding that more about myself recently, I'd say. <laughs> That's really cool. I feel like that is a gift to a Virgo because like Beyonce is a Virgo and it's like a very strong, hard work ethic. Like once you have your mind and like vision set on something, you have the mm-hmm. ability to carry it through. I'm an Aries, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of can struggle sometimes with like maintaining yeah. that path, but I have a Capricorn moon. So like I do have a lot of earth in my chart to kind of help me get there. But I think that, yeah, definitely the gift of the Virgo is like, okay, like we're going to how through and, you know, bring your vision to life. So I think that's really awesome. Um, so I want to get into your tarot deck, but before I just want to hear a little bit about your journey into tarot. I mean, as far as I can remember, I mean, I've always been drawn to the imagery. I remember someone gave me a deck when I was very young, maybe like eight or nine. I think it was intended to be a child's deck, but it had this sort of like a beautiful, medieval inspired um, illustrations on it. And I remember just, I didn't necessarily focus a huge amount of attention to what was being said in the cards, but I would just look, you know, be constantly looking at the imagery. I loved it. I thought it was so beautiful. Um, and I felt really connected to it because, you know, it's all symbolism that's universal and you'll, you'll see it repeated over and over in art history and stuff. So it kind of catches your little symbols here and there constantly catching your eye. And um, that's what sort of drew me in initially was the imagery. Totally. Did you um, start reading uh, for yourself or was it mostly just you were inspired by the art? Um, I mean, I definitely like dabbled, I would say, but I... Um, I would say primarily like my interest in it is being an artist and being drawn to the imagery. 
That was me as well. I was always drawn to the art. And then I kind of got my first tarot deck as a joke. I was like, oh, this is going to be good for parties, you know? And yeah, then yeah. you start finding like the, the conversation, the, the conversation. Yeah. The conversation starter. And then you start finding like the deeper meaning and like the symbols and everything. Yeah, and you're cool. like, so wow, cool. this is like yeah. so profound. So, um, yeah, no, it was interesting because I definitely threw myself into the project and, um, I initially only really wanted to do it, um, to make prints of like the major arcana, mm -hmm. um, because I was in like a artist before that and just selling my work online. Um, and then like, I just couldn't stop once I started cause I was so drawn it. Once I got into like the research mode of, um, researching each card, I was like, this is just too cool. Like I got to keep on going. I just love the imagery. <laughs> <laughs> kind of tell me a little bit of your background as an artist. I didn't actually study art, but I studied art history. So okay. I think that's always what sort of got me. And, and that's perfect for tarot because the history behind it is, you know, super interesting and um, intriguing. So that helped me a lot because I do like to get into research mode and start, you know, I looked at a lot of different decks. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is obviously based on the Rider Waite deck, but I definitely took reference from like, you know, the Marseille deck and, um, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. The boss, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it either. Okay. okay. <laughs> boss deck. Um, and I think it's like the Visconti or Viscari deck. Like I poured over all uh, like so many decks because I kind of wanted to pick and choose, um, the symbolism and the, and the visual elements that really drew me into each card. I love the idea of Rider weight because, it's so universal and so many people recognize it. So I didn't initially think I was ever even going to do like, I mean, in my deck, it's only that little tiny, tiny cheat sheet, but th that wasn't my, ever like my intention to do anything like that. So that I did it after I did all the cards and I really wished I had done it before I did all the cards. It forces you to go even deeper. So now on this fourth edition, I'm able to like take some of the stuff that I learned when I was really researching Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to like develop some of the cards a little bit more so that they do pull in some of the symbolism that I maybe missed before. Mm -hmm. It's really mm -hmm. cool. And um, I like how you kind of referenced a lot of different decks, especially some of the more historical ones that have that longevity. And yeah, like you used a lot of your background with the history <laughs> involved yeah. in making it. So that's really cool. Um, can you kind of tell me what drew you to these colors? Because there's a lot of specific colors in these cards and they're very strong. And I think that's what makes the deck so impactful. So did you have like a palette that really drew you or was it more like intuitive? I mean, I just always, I've always loved like um, medieval art and manuscripts and, um, you know, like that really high contrast, like black mm -hmm. with like a, adding like a really rich red or yellow or, you know, primary color to it. Um, but then also, you know, I've been, in, I feel like recently sort of retro, like maybe 70s or 60s coloring has been very in mm -hmm. as far as fashion and art. So, you know, that's very inspiring, especially, especially if you're like an Instagram artist and you're looking at all sorts of, you know, different color palettes and stuff. I mean, initially it does come from like, I, I wanted it to almost have like a jewel like quality to it. You know, mm -hmm. you go into the Met and you go into like the medieval section and it's just like these beautiful golden pieces with like gemstones just stuck in it. And you're like, oh, I want that. <laughs> and, and that's how I wanted the deck to feel for like people to just say, oh. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel those vibes for sure. And I think that's another reason why I was drawn to it because I saw your deck a couple months ago on Instagram and I was drawn to, I did feel like kind of like a seventies vibe for sure, like a little retro vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really, I'm really picky up the tarot decks that I buy and mm-hmm. I, completely resonated with yours. I'm going to need to get this deck. And I did. (laughs) Um, and I'm like so excited, um, about it. And, um, yeah, but just what struck me was the colors and just how, um, impactful they were. So I think that's awesome. And what I also really appreciate is the different variations of skin tones, um, for the characters in the cards, because especially as a woman of color, I don't want to see just, you know, white people on a tarot deck. So that was one thing that really stuck out for me was just pretty much, I think 90% of the people in the deck are of color um, or have like different skin tones. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was important for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like if you're making a tarot deck now and you're not trying to make it like inclusive, then it's like, what's the point, you know? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, so I just thought that was awesome. And I really appreciated seeing that. And, but yeah, cause I was actually, cause I love vintage and I was like looking at some vintage tarot decks and I was like, I can't like, you know, relate to any of them because, you know, and the rider, I mean, the rider weight, it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it has its issues as, you know, it, it is iconic, but at the same time, like if you look over it and not only that, but like some of the meanings and you know, the, the representations, you're just like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to sort of like rework it and revisit it. And um, like, I kind of, you know, there's so many images of like the church and like sort of this very like patriarchal Mm -hmm. um, thing going on. And I was like, I just, no, I I had to, uh, I wanted to connect it more to like the elements, kind of like the thought, the thought thought um, does. So that's sort of, um, I mean, if you look at like my suits, they're all like very elemental. And then I tried Mm -hmm. to tie that into like, Um, some of the meanings as well. Mm -hmm. I love that too, because I relate a lot of the suits. I'm really heavy when I read tarot with the suits connecting to the elements. And then Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the elements then connect to the astrology, if like you want to incorporate that in the practice. So I definitely, I did notice that and I appreciate that too. And yeah, it just makes it more modern, but also kind of gives you more of a moment to explore it in a different way than the traditional writer way, Smith way yeah. of like so rigid and like, it's kind of like yeah. you expand yeah. the practice a little bit. So um, do you have a favorite card at all that you designed? Gosh, I, I think it changes all the time. Um, I don't know. I'm always drawn to like simplicity and um, um, yeah, I like the magician. And that's, I, I think the ones that sort of came to me before I made them, feel very confident in my major arcana as far as like the images. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and those really like came to me visually before I made them. Some of the ones that like, I really had to press myself for, I, well, some of those ended up being ones that I really loved, but most of them, I was like, those are the ones that I was like, oh. and which I'm trying to redo now. But, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, of course I, I love all the images, but now that I'm given the opportunity to do some changes on them that, uh, I'm happy with that. I like my moon card too. That's probably why I always use it as my. I love that one. Uh, yeah, the moon, um, the magician. I, I mean, as far as meaning, I really love the fool. I've always loved that idea. You mm-hmm. know, just 
you think of it as something that's like negative, but then you read into it more and it's really just like, I, I and I was saying before, like I'm someone who kind of jumps into things. And I think that that's the beauty of the fool is just like, all right, I'm not even gonna think about it. I'm just doing it mm-hmm. with, you know, um, open arms and I'll just embrace yeah. it. Taking that leap of faith. I so actually, I, um, I brought your deck to to my job. Um, I work full-time in fashion and I brought it to work, um, last week and everyone loved, um, the nine of, uh, the nine of swords. It was just such a unique way of illustrating that card. And because it's usually, you know, the swords and it's like really, you know, scary and dark. Yeah. And I really liked the way that you illustrated it. But it was like four of my coworkers were like, oh, my God, like, that is so cool. Like, they all resonated towards like the imagery of that card. Oh, that's great. So. Yeah, I, I actually, um, again, you were asking my favorite card. Um, I Some of my favorite ones came like right at the last, like, by the end, you know, I, I had maybe like 10 cards left and I was really like pushing through them. And I mm-hmm. think that that like inspiration of getting to the end and which included the nine of swords, cause I sort of worked like my way up. So I was mm-hmm. doing like the nine and the 10, all the nines and the tens, uh, like simultaneously the suits. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed making the nine of swords. Um, and I, and I mean, you might be able to tell this as a fashion person, but I, like, I'm definitely very like influenced by fashion and textiles. And, um, and I think that it shows in this deck too. It definitely <laughs> does. Yeah. A lot of the patterns. Um, and yeah, that's, I think also another point to the strong imagery that connects with the colors and everything. So yeah, I definitely appreciated that too. So um, very on point <laughs> for sure. Thank the you. fashion elements. Um, mm-hmm. So how long did it take you to create this deck? I did it really fast. I did it in like five months or something. Okay. Or like okay. from, from like starting the process to having them like in my hand. So, okay. So the entire yeah. process from like inception to like printed. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy fast. I, st- cause I started, um, it happened so quickly. Like I, um, I mean, there was like quarantine started and I was about to have a baby. I had a baby maybe two months after quarantine started. Um, and then maybe two months after that, I just like, he was finally sleeping a bit better. And I just took that time because my first child was very, um, really bad sleeper. <laughs> so I never, um, it took me a long time to get back into like practicing art as like mm-hmm. a regular basis thing. And I kind of having a second, I was like, okay, this is just going to be a time that I'm not going to be able to be making any art. And I kind of just come to terms with that. Um, but then my second child was actually a really good sleeper. So I was like able to take this time that I didn't think that I was going to, I was like, it was like stolen time, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was just, um, and, and then I was able like to spend the day thinking about it, like, while I was taking care of my kids and like meditating on like what the card should look like. And then at night I was able to just like bust it out. So, um, yeah, once I got going, I just like, by the end I was doing like a card a day. I was just like, I'm going to get this done. I got to get this done. I got to get this done. So, um, yeah, I didn't expect it to go that fast. I kind of, you know, started the process and then everyone was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You're making a deck. And I was like, okay, it's going to be ready in like two years, just to let you know, you know, like yeah. two to three years, this is going to take me forever. And then I just was like, Nope, got it done. And, um, and really pushed myself to do that. Cause I, I also felt like, um, like my husband was not working for the first time in a long time because of the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I was like, when am I ever going to have time to do this again? You know, like, yeah. um, 
so that sort of like pushed me to, to really try and finish it and work hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I was inspired yeah. by the imagery too. So that, that helped. And as an artist, sometimes if you're just trying to make images that are, have no sort of um, background to them and you're just doing everything from your imagination, it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing I liked about doing the tarot is that there's always already like a sort of set language with it. So I, I wasn't having, like, I, I mean, definitely thought about it, but it helped me to already have like a vision of what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. before I did it. That's really awesome. And yeah, that like when you're inspired, you just, you know, there's another force that comes over you. Um, yeah. Cause during COVID last year, I was laid off um, from my job and mm-hmm. I, uh, published, um, I self-published an ebook of tarot spreads and some of them were, uh, like done before COVID, but the majority Mm -hmm. of them, I had like 70 spreads. Um, I like just did, and I was like, wow, I did this in a month, like pretty much. And and, like, now I'm trying some sort of weird energy (laughs) took over a lot of people. (laughs) I know there was some weird energy and I was just like, so grateful that I had that time to, Mm -hmm. to do that. And now I'm working on like a physical book. I'm going to actually like do it old school, get it published. And it's taking me like so long because I'm like working again. So it's like, you know, it's, I wish I had that time to kind of, you know, just. Yeah. It gave, it was like a big pause. I mean, it's, it was such a, it's obviously like, it's it's such a horrible thing that's happened. And, um, um, it really gave people a second to like reevaluate a lot of things, I think. Mm -hmm. And, and that, and that happened for both my husband and I, because, you know, we've always been artists, but it's always sort of had to be on the back burner in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. because we've had, you know, you have financial responsibilities that you have to take care of. And, um, really like now we're both doing art full time, which is like, I never even imagined that that would be like a thing that we would be able to do. So, Mm -hmm. um, that, that was nice for us. And, and gave us that photo, you know, like laser focus of being like, this might be the only chance we get to, (laughs) you know, do this. So we got to just like be really laser focused. Yeah. 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 Laser focused, but also like grateful and having the gratitude, like, okay, like, you know, as an artist being able to have that moment and have that time. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess kind of like making sure not to lose that, um, as the world starts to go back to normal. Cause as I'm like in the fashion industry in New York, it's, I feel like it's like full speed ahead. And it's just like, I was just thinking like the past week, cause I had a crazy week. I was working till like 8 PM and I was like, I don't even really feel like I'm producing anything really creative with like these crazy yeah. deadlines. And it's nice to create work on your own time. Um, yeah. because like a different part of your entity comes out in that yeah. labor of love. Whereas yeah, like when you're your vision, pure b- vision. Like, yeah. Yeah. Not like stress. Like, Oh my God, I have to go like against like the grain for this deadline. That's imaginary. Like when you really think about it. And so, so yeah, (laughs) capitalism. (laughs) So, so you mentioned that you have um, two small children. So do you plan on teaching them tarot or kind of immersing them in that world a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. I mean, I already um, have my kids interact with art and show them my art and, you know, ask them what their favorite one is and stuff like that. So I think that's a good way to sort of just start the the thinking process. But I mean, it's just such wise advice for life. So I, yeah, I'd definitely um, be happy to um, do that. Uh, you know, part of me, like I've always had this idea that I wanted to write a children's book 
ever since I really knew that I wanted to take the journey of being an artist. And um, it's sort of been boiling in the back of my head of doing, of like doing a tarot inspired um, children's book, but I don't know how I would do it yet. But this is like, you know, somewhere in the future, but I'm not, it hasn't taken full form yet on how yeah. to do it. Yeah, that's actually, I don't have children, but, you know, hopefully in the near future I will, but that's something I've always thought about. Like, I would love to immerse my future children into mm -hmm. tarot and divination because it's so oh, yeah. helpful. And I wish, I didn't start reading tarot until I was 21, like I'm 29 now, but um, I felt like I got into it, well, compared to Gen yeah. Z, like they are into it like already, like they're yeah, so young, yeah. but I felt like, I was like, oh, I wish I would have had this when I was in high school or middle school, like an early teenager that would have helped helped me so much more um, with like self-reflection, self-esteem. You know, I really appreciate, at least I found it in my early 20s to help me kind of navigate that journey. Um, but I just think it's so helpful. And I think that would be awesome if you wrote a, a children's book <laughs> for Tara. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's so funny because I, I didn't really realize the Gen Z thing, but I do have a sister um, who is, she's 15. And um, she, like, I didn't realize it, but she had like multiple tarot decks and like, like an anime tarot deck and stuff like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's so cool. I gave her my deck and um, hopefully she looks at it from time to time. But yeah, again, like, I think it's just wonderful life advice, like to, uh, you know, a lot of it is just like telling you to take a second and reevaluate things and take a deep breath. And, you know, things aren't as bad as they seem, you know, mm -hmm. um, listen to your intuition. Like, how can you go wrong with that? Especially with children, you know, it's just teaching them how to navigate the world. Mm -hmm. um, so do you pull tarot cards every day? Like, do you incorporate tarot in your weekly, daily, monthly practice? Or is it just something like purely just like um, an art form? I mean, it's, I'd say initially it's like an art form, but anytime that I'm with like friends or, or family, I, I, I really enjoy just like, not necessarily doing like a spread, but just like pulling three cards and then like taking a minute to, to talk about each one with them. Mm -hmm. And especially if they're not necessarily into tarot, I think it's always really interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, it's interesting yeah. too, like when you start kind of immersing the people in your life with tarot mm -hmm. who like mm -hmm. would have never thought, you know, and yeah. how like, you're like kind of surprised like, Oh wow. Like these people are really open, like in your family or friends to, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. that. And it's kind of like a gift that you're able to give, um, give back. And yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like once I'm done, cause you know, I'm, I'm doing my fourth printing and I'm, I'm sort of in the process right now of like, um, going over little details and like fixing design elements. Um, and I feel like once I'm done with that and I just like send the order through, like it's, I'm going to have so much more time to, to actually like be with my deck or other decks. Like I, I want to, once I'm done with that process, I want to start um, maybe making my own collection uh, of decks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, cause there's like, once you're, you, you dip your toe into the world, you're just exposed that there's so many amazing artists doing this right now. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I want to learn and I want to look at their decks and I want to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, on my Instagram over the weekend, I did like a tarot deck poll, um, like some questions I like asked some of my followers and a lot of them was like, Oh, how many times do you read like tarot a day? And a lot of people were like, Oh, I read tarot like every day, which I thought was really interesting. And yeah. then what really surprised me, um, I asked like how many tarot decks do you own? And mm -hmm. a lot of people owned like under 10. And I was really surprised mm -hmm. at that. Cause I thought 
majority of people had like 40 to 50 decks. <laughs> so I was just like, wait, doesn't everyone on that? <laughs> I, I literally like thought that yeah. I have like probably so like a, I do Oracle as well. So I have a mix yeah. of Oracle and Tarot and I probably have about maybe 30 decks that I own. I haven't counted, but it's yeah. like, I'm looking wow. at them now and I'm like, That's I think it, it looks like around there, but, um, yeah. It was just interesting that some people were like, oh, and we have like two decks or five. And I was like, wait, I thought you were going to have like 50. I think that's a hundred percent sensible. I mean, it's like you're, it's, it's like, not only is it this super awesome and like, you know, beautiful practice, but, uh, I've talked about this before, but I feel like it's really like an accessible piece of artwork. Like you're, you're sort of possessing a piece of artwork that you might not in other ways, like be able to afford because, you know, not everyone's going to buy like a $4,000 painting, but you can, mm-hmm. you know, you can get like a $40 tarot deck and have access to 78 or however many there are in whatever deck you have. Um, you have access to this like beautiful imagery that is going to maybe affect your life more than, than a piece of artwork on the wall, you know, cause you mm-hmm. interact or interact with it so much. Mm-hmm. So yes. I think it's very sensible. <laughs> Same. And there's mm-hmm. some decks I have that the artists are like, we're never going to reprint this. This is the last of it. So I actually have my favorite tarot deck. It's called Spoilia Tarot. And I have a second copy literally in a little safe. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And it's just like, and I personally, I know the artists and um, it's just like, I know that this, like, if I'm going to be using this deck with every client and almost like every day yeah. that I need yeah, one, you, want to you know, it treat it special, but yeah. And um, there's this one deck that I, I like, I wish I would have bought it when it came into print in 2016 and it's no longer available and it's like selling on eBay for like thousands of dollars. And I'm just like, I couldn't do it, but (laughs) it's like, you know, sometimes the value just goes up tremendously when it's out of print and um, done becomes like an, Oh, it's also an investment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. Very smart. Very smart. Um, so how did you illustrate your deck? Did you use, um, was it like physical, like hands, like paintbrush or was it computer? No, this is actually like, I'd say this is my first project that I've done as an artist. That's like a hundred percent digitally done. I was sort of late in the game to working digitally, but, um, I, I don't think I could have done it by hand for, especially in like the circumstances that I was like having two kids and stuff. Cause it just makes your life so much easier to do it. Um, but you know, just paper and pen or whatever mm-hmm. for most of their life. Like I, I really still wanted it to have like a hand drawn feel or like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that you can use if you're working digitally that like really perfect things and like perfect shapes. And like, um, I didn't really want that. I wanted every, I did everything just hand drawn with, with the stylus. I didn't try mm-hmm. and make it like perfect or anything like that because mm-hmm. I, I wanted it to have like a hand drawn feel to it. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. That's the reason why I asked I'm like, is this like actually physically painted? Was it collaged? Because no, I no, no, have some decks that um, uh, are like collage. Um, and I actually have a deck that was embroidered 
by hand. Yeah, I, and, I saw that one. That's so cool. Yeah, and they photographed yeah. it. So um, that's so much patience. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I have. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. like would take years to do. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of tell me about the printing process with um, the tarot deck? Because was it something that you're like, okay, I want to just independently, you know, do this myself, or did you were thinking of like? printing it or publishing it through someone um kind of like tell me about that process I mean honestly I made it and I was like I don't think I'll probably sell more than like 50 copies of it like mm-hmm. I just didn't think that people would be that interested in it um and then uh so I like my first batch was only like 50 I, I did like 50 decks just self pub I just like wanted to get it done and, and do it myself. Later realized like everyone does like Kickstarters. I didn't really know what that was um, mm-hmm. or like how to do it. So I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to do it in the most straightforward way possible. So I just did everything myself um, cool. and just like sent it to a, like a manufacturer that does it online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's the way to go. And then, yeah. um, you know, kind of again, having that control over your Yeah, heart. yeah, I like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, so were you kind of surprised by the success of the deck? Because you're on your fourth edition right now? Yeah, I guess I was. I just, I, you know, I think it is a pretty unique deck. Like, it's, it's kind of like interesting and um, I mean, I see that now, but I, I kind of just really wanted it for myself. And I think that's how a lot of good art is created. Like I kind of like just wanted to like possess it myself, mm-hmm. but then it got like bigger than it was and, or, or that. And um, I'm really happy because like, I didn't even think about like people sending me messages being like, oh, I love using this deck. And, and that's mm-hmm. like the, such a gift, especially as an artist to like have that like affirmation of being like, you did a good job. Um, and, and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, and I think it's great that people are using it like in real time all the time. It's super exciting. And yeah, I'm, I'm you know, getting to the point now that I think it will probably be in my life for like a while, like printing mm-hmm. it and, and getting it out in the world. So yeah, it's exciting. It's like, it's I, again, like the full card, like I just sort of like jumped into it and didn't know what to expect and um, had a lot of positive feedback on it. So I'm like very thankful for that. And mm-hmm. um, given me like, confidence as an artist that I maybe didn't have before, um, that I could like make a product that someone was interested in buying that I didn't know, you know, like that, there's something about that, about like getting orders. You're like, oh, like, I don't know this person. They're just like a random person in like New Zealand who wants my deck, you know, like that's yeah. like the craziest feeling. So, yeah, because I was really surprised too how, because okay, I saw it and I was like, okay, like I'm going to buy it. I just like got a new job like, a couple weeks ago. So I was like, okay, I'll wait till, you know, I get settled in my new job, then I'll get the deck. And then like, I saw it like a week later and it was like sold out. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like it went yeah. like so quick, but then, you know, so um, I was able to find it um, on like another site because I was like, I need to have it. I can't wait. Yeah. Like the areas in me, yeah. it was like, I need it, you know, now. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. I'm going to try and do a big run this time because I've been doing small batch um mm-hmm. and I think I'm at the point now where I can make I can place a bigger order because I mean everything was self-funded like initially to this yeah. point so it's like that's a really scary thing like you know spending a huge amount of money 
Um, mm-hmm. But now that I know that there's like interest and, and stuff like that, like I feel a little bit more confident putting in like a little bit bigger of an order. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's still scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so like, do you have any artists um, or like any artistic inspirations right now who you're like super inspired by and like you're obsessed with? I think got into the, you know, making my tarot and then I've always known uh, Leonore Carrington work but um someone introduced me to her tarot and now I'm like Mm -hmm. sort of obsessed with that she did I think she just did the major arcana but um she's definitely an artist that I've been really excited by uh recently but I I'm honestly like a a lot of my favorite stuff is just like folk inspired pieces you know simple decoration on things and like Mm -hmm. you know Mexican folk art and Russian folk art and Mm -hmm. and um you know, floral motifs. And again, like, you know, like the color palette of like a Mm -hmm. dark background with like really rich colors. Yeah, I'd say been dabbling in um, like surrealism, but like ladies or women surrealists, because I think that you are not, I mean, as far as like art history goes, you don't really realize that there was like, I'm I'm diving into this world now of like, wait, all these like female uh, surrealists were like, out of this world, amazing, like, in many cases better than their male counterparts and like you just know nothing about them you know mm-hmm. so um looking into that world a little bit more has been really fascinating and now I just want to make like super weird mystical <laughs> art like all the time <laughs> yeah it's actually interesting you brought up like kind of the Russian like folklore because when I brought this deck to work um that was like one of the comments some of my co-workers made and I noticed it too like I definitely see like some of that inspiration in there mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um so that's, yeah, really cool. Um, so do you have any exciting projects that you're working on currently besides like your fourth edition? Not currently. I mean, just get working on getting this done and, um, and sent in, but, uh, I want, I mean, I really want to, like, I, um, this is sort of off the topic, but, um, I, I lived in New York for many years and, um, then I've been in California for about three years and mm-hmm. my husband and I just made the decision to move back. So um, I have a feeling once I get to New York and I'm able to like access sort of the, the art that's, you know, you know, the museums mm-hmm. and that I'm going to just be so ready to, to start something new and be like super inspired by being back in the city, mm-hmm. you know, which I that's, miss. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what does support look like for you and how can we best support you at this time? I mean, it always sounds so shallow, but I'm like just sharing my work on Instagram, but, um, you know, uh, is, is, and and that's another thing I didn't really anticipate, you know, is like, is these wonderful people like yourself who sort of take it into their, um, interests to, to promote people like, you know, artists. Um, so I really appreciate that, but, uh, I guess just, you know, exposure and, and, um, showing the deck and showing that you're interested in it and showing it to your friends. Cause I think word of mouth is like mm-hmm. priceless, you know, um, mm-hmm. really cool. Awesome. But yeah, I appreciate you doing stuff like this. I've done, you know, interviews before and it just opens you up to a whole world of other people who would never have seen your work otherwise. Cause that's how the internet works. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you can either be hidden from view or you suddenly are, you know, exposed to something that you have never seen before. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yes, of course. And yeah, that's, I think the magic of this community too, because like, even as a reader, like I've been reading Tarot for a long time, but I never really felt 
the presence of the community until I was on social media for like the past couple oh, of years. Yeah. And I feel like most of my like closest relationships in this like witchy mm-hmm. or like spiritual mm-hmm. space are, you know, through social media. So I'm just very thankful yeah. for the community. And then it like kind of brings us all together. I, I feel like the tarot community is particularly like kind and wel- welcoming. Yeah. And, and that's like been another really like awesome surprise in this whole process is again, like connecting with people who um, are interested in it. And the people who are interested in tarot are usually the most interesting people, you know? So, yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, if I see one of my friends like interested in something, I'm like, oh, you know, I will most likely be interested in that too. So that's kind of like how yeah. the community care, community support comes in, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think um, that's really awesome. And like when I brought my deck to work, cause I have some of my coworkers who are into tarot and like read themselves, they were like, they loved it. So it was oh, definitely like, awesome. thank you. you know, there's see this... <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like a collective, like we all like kind of resonate to like the same type of vibe vibration or energy. Um, so, so yeah, but thank you so much for, you know, sharing your magic and, you know, I loved hearing all about your amazing deck and I just want to thank you again. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And this has been wonderful and thanks for showcasing my work. It's very much appreciated. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I will be posting, um, all the info about your deck in the show notes. So for everyone listening, uh, definitely, uh, stay tuned for that. And thank you so much. This has been great. And I'll talk to you soon.